Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. I would love my child to have that capacity of just like, if there's a challenge, just like find a way. What if your child never learns things based on what you say? He only learns based on what he can see you do. Oh, I saw my dad. He was afraid of being called an idiot, so he stopped. Or I saw my dad. He was afraid of finding out he wasn't good enough, so he stopped. What do you want him to learn? That's a fucking nice way to just... I'm sorry. I just swear sometimes. It's a really amazing way of, of seeing that the only way he can see it through these challenges will be if he sees me doing them, doing them myself. Mm. You are listening to The New Man, Beyond the Macho Jerk and the New Age Wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lanier. Are you stuck professionally because you're afraid to put yourself out there? Why do we sabotage opportunities that would make us more successful? And is it possible that doing scary stuff can ultimately feel fun? Today, we talk with someone who's limiting his opportunities because he's afraid of criticism. We put his fear in perspective, find his courage, and even have fun taking action. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. The email that you sent me was a little brief. And um, so I'm curious if there's just anything that is top of mind for you that's an opportunity, you know, where what feels like a trailhead for you to start our conversation today? Who knows where it'll go? But yeah, what feels like a place to start? Okay. So there are like many pinpoints, I would say. It's like I, I kind of like feel like kind of like stuck professional wise, sort of. Sometimes I self sabotage myself. Because I feel like if I'm asking, it's just like taking from someone. That's like, I have that feeling sometimes. On the other side, one thing that I that I heard you when you were on Jonathan Stark's show, when you were talking about courage, that's one thing that I kind of like rash, rationalize, but it's really hard to have sort of like implement in either day-to-day life or business life. Th- those would be the 
the highlighted points of what's going on now. Two or three years ago, almost, I got a facial paralysis. Like my body shut down, kind of, like half of it at least. And that kind of like, it was sort of like wake up call. I'm feeling it took some of my self-confidence in just like socializing or or just like do, doing things more, yeah, more socially, right? Okay. And you mentioned something about courage in there. Um, I don't recall the podcast, your, the interview that I did there. So what do you, um, if you could just briefly summarize what, what the point was or the thing that, that stood out for you. You were talking about like, you know, courage is not not having fear. It's just like taking an action despite it. Okay. Right. And, and yeah, um, the, the way, the way you rephrase it, sometimes it was like that you used to work with boys that are still boys in their sixties. And that, that, um, change of mindset that was like really impressed me also. So. Okay. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks for giving me a little more clarity there. Okay. And so there's an element here of feeling stuck professionally and, and maybe, a, maybe there's a little bit of self-sabotage there. There's a challenge of asking for things, at least professionally, even feeling like you're taking something away from somebody if you do that. Is that right? Like, uh, that's the closest that I could articulate it. That's the closest mm-hmm. I could call it uh, what it is. So uh, I have this newsletter that some people are finding really interesting, but still I, I'm not kind of like pushing it to other people saying like, hey, you know, or even to some friends that are saying, hey, you know, here's what I'm doing. And that same pattern I've started to recognize lately that happened also with my uh, with my work. And I, I feel it's like a catalyst, a catalyst or like an accelerator of it was this um, this health issue I had a couple of years ago. It, it was just like, um, it made me feel so uncomfortable, the word. I'm kind of like, kind of like diminished, you know, from what I used to be. And I was like, okay. Right. Doesn't make any sense. Let me see. So, what I, I hear is there's an element of it's not a really it's not really okay to sh- to show yourself or to show up or or be out in the world. There's a tendency to want to hide a bit. You didn't use those words, but that was the impression I got. Does that fit? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this this can be related to the facial paralysis that you had a couple of years ago. You're 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 tying a knot a line between that, but were, were you that way before the facial paralysis or were you more outgoing? I think I was pretty much out, outgoing. Okay. So now like I'm thinking way back in time to when I was in high school and there's a story that I have and my mom tell me like, Hey, why aren't you having all these really good grades? Because I know you can do them. Right. The things that I saw that all the good grades were like kind of labeled as nerds and I didn't want to be nerd. Mm. So I knew I could do it. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to keep a low profile. So yeah, as you were saying, like I was trying to hide, not to send out. Okay. Years later, it changed because I was doing many, several things and I was just like very open and uh, 
yeah, it, 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 I was, I felt definitely like more open. And after this facial paralysis, it just like kind of like drew me back into this keep a low profile, don't make a lot of noise. And, and it's working less, but still, I, I, it feels a bit there yet. Just in the little bit that you told me, that you shared with me, is um, the impression that I get is. There's a lot possible for you. Do you have a skill set that you that's that's great? But the thing that's getting in the way from you really being able to stretch and have more opportunities is this part of you that's afraid to show up in the world or be more seen in the world. Yeah, exactly. I, I um, I've been told I have this really great skills or just like thinking or, or, or seeing things in a different way, but all of it is still in a very small scale or just really behind the scenes without being that outside. Okay. You know, just because we can do something doesn't mean we have to, but mm-hmm. do you want these opportunities that would be available for you if you had the choice, if you had more choice to extend yourself, be more visible in the world. Do you even want those opportunities? I, yeah, I think so. I, I, I feel like it would improve the quality of life that I have, that I currently have. And also for, for my kid, it would improve the, the quality of work that I could do. Mm-hmm. And from there, I, like, I, I have this feeling that I might be able to choose better, pick better, whatever opportunities are. So it doesn't mean that it has to go all the way from one to a million, right? But going from one to a few thousands and from there start choosing what's what's the right amount of water to fill the bucket. Say. Okay. Okay. Right. The real powerful concept here is that you are in a place of choice. That if you want an opportunity, essentially you can choose to engage that. Whereas mm-hmm. if I'm unwilling to do X process, you know, I'm, I'm removing that choice from me. I'm saying that's not for me. Yeah. So I want to just make sure we're on the same page here that it's within your power and it is a choice to engage those opportunities and there's also uh, a cost in terms of it's going to require energy, it's going to require effort. But I think the big one here is that it's going to require some kind of vulnerability on your part. Does that land? Yeah. Okay. And I want to understand what this vulnerability is for you. When we talk about you being seen, what, what does that mean for you? What happens if we see you? What happens if we read your email? What happens if we get your marketing or we are aware of what you're doing in the world professionally? What might happen to you? What's the negative thing that you're trying to ensure that doesn't happen? So the question is, what happens when I am able to be seen, right? What do we, what do, what do we want to make sure doesn't happen, which is why you're, you're hiding out essentially? So if I hide okay. out, X can't happen to me. So what is it? Okay, that- so one of the things is kind of like being called out on this like contrarian thing. 
Can you explain uh, that? What does that mean? Called out. So there was this point on time where I'm against like the concept of personal branding. And there was this other person just like posting about it. And I said, like, hey, you know, I was I was just making questions about I don't think that people can be brands and blah blah blah. And the answer that I got was as a like basically calling me an idiot in in, in different words, mm-hmm. but just um getting that resonance that resonance of more people behind it. Mm-hmm. Just like showing sometimes that I'm not good enough when I think I am good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those would be like the worst case scenarios, I think. Worst case. Okay. So I have an opportunity or I have opportunities that are available to me, but I'm going to choose not to engage those opportunities or their potential, all of that possibility, because some people might think I'm an idiot or some people might not think I'm good enough or I might not feel I'm good enough. Is that what you're saying? How would yeah. you how would you change that? The rational part would say still doing it and not give a crap about it. That's the rational part, but um being outside completely still gets me stopped like even in my brain right now. Like I, I sort of like got paralyzed. Okay. Got it. Well, I just want to make sure we're clear what the threat is, right? So this is this worst case yeah. scenario is that it was three, right? Being called an idiot, and at this point, I'm like, okay, who cares? That people think that I'm not good enough, or that I think that I find out, sort of like that I'm not good enough, also. Hmm. So, those last two resonate more than than the first one. So I find out. I like that. I find out I'm not good enough. And what happens when if you find out you're not good enough? What I've been usually doing is that I work really hard to be really good at it or I move into something else because it doesn't make sense to spend like that lot of time and effort in something that I won't be that good at. For example, at university, I used to play basketball and I wasn't the tallest, uh, the fittest or anything. And this coach showed the other ones on the team, they were like, yeah, you know, look at him. Like, he's not that good. Like, he's not the best shooter. But he just, like, forced himself into it. Hmm. So you persist? Yep. Okay. So you actually know how to persist, even if you're not the best? Yeah, I know. Okay. So do you, you do have a child? I do have a child, yeah. Okay, great. And how old is the child? Uh, turning three next week. Okay. Okay, great. How would you want your child to respond to challenges? Do you want your child to shrink away from challenges? Absolutely not. No. Well, what's it, why, why, what's different for your child? Hmm. That he's not me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So you get a free pass. You get to drink away from your challenges. (laughs) I I, I totally get where you're going. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, no, like the difference is that I, that I, yeah, it's it's just like you're saying that I, that I'm giving myself a free pass when it's a a choice, right? Yeah, there, there yeah, there's nothing different. Well, I want to make sure you might be entitled. Like, there's some folks that are like, you know what, I get a break because I had X Y Z happen in my life, so. You know, I don't, I shouldn't have to work hard. I shouldn't have to be vulnerable. I should get a free pass. And you might be one of those people. I want to check it out. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely don't, don't feel that way. And it's so, so good that, that you made that question because it's just like, yeah, it's something that I've, that I've done before. You know, I, I see a challenge, I overcome it. Or find a way to just like go around, and I would love my child to have that capacity of just like if there's a challenge, just like find a way. It doesn't matter if it's straight around the the edges, or but just like figuring out a way to to just like overcome a challenge. Hmm. What if your child never learns things based on what you say? He only learns based on what he can see you do. Meaning he sees you in the face of a challenge and he can learn by watching you. How do you respond when you're challenged? Oh, I saw my dad. He was afraid of being called an idiot, so he stopped. Or I saw my dad. He was afraid of finding out he wasn't good enough, so he stopped. Or is there another story? What do you want him to learn? I want, I want him to, yeah, well, children definitely learn from what they see, not from what they're told. So, so yeah, like that's, that's a fucking nice way to just, I'm sorry. I, I just, I just swear sometimes. Um, it's a really, amazing way of of seeing that the only way he can see it through these challenges will be if he sees me doing them doing them myself because mm. otherwise it's going to be like me telling him yeah you know you have to go through that fence and I just stay here in the back <laughs> safe <laughs> right right and imagine how great it would be to see his dad, who was even afraid. He felt afraid, but he did it anyway. No, in this conversation, it's it's about like, okay, you know, these are the worst case scenarios. And two of them, the first two have nothing to do with me, per se. And the third one, there's always a solution to it. I sensed something shift in you. When you started thinking about your role as a father, not that it's our job to prove anything to our children, because that's a trap. They, they smell that. But it is our job to demonstrate things. And I felt something shift in you. It was like as if early on in the conversation I was talking to the younger part of you, the young, the young man, the boy. Mm -hmm. obviously afraid 
And you know what? I'm just going to avoid because that's what we do as kids. We're just going to avoid shit. And then I felt you step into, wait a second, I'm a father. I've got a job here. And I noticed I trusted you more in that. If we were on my team, we were working together or something, I want to know you're going to do the thing even if it gets uncomfortable. Like I can depend on this guy instead of, I can depend on him up until the point where he starts worrying about what other people think of him and then he's no good. So it felt really, I just want to reflect that to you. Like I felt this shift. I was like, oh, wow, who's this guy? <laughs> Thank you, man. So the question then becomes like, who, which one of you is going to show up and lead your business, essentially? After this shift? Yeah, it has to be, because otherwise who's, who's going to do it? Yeah, you know, even if I dedicate it, and it's like it happens to be not the best at something, I can choose of either being good enough at it or finding something that's still I can be really good at it. But as as you as you were saying, it's 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 a choice on on which which path and soft paths I can find instead of just like being as I was as I was feeling a while ago, just like paralyzed. Mm without the, being able to to think or talk because there were just like too many thought, either thoughts in my head or just like pure fear that didn't let me go through any of it. Yeah. I don't know if you're like me, but there's definitely a, a few voices in there that just want to resist everything. They can always find a reason not to do a thing. Yeah. So it's good to come back to what is it that I want to do? Because I, I, I can find, I don't know if this is true for you, but I can find it, my self-assessment to be pretty off most of the time <laughs> based on that, right? Oh, well, I'm not this or that, so maybe I shouldn't do it. This is, this is a pretty terrible yeah. reason. Funny thing, that's what I do for my clients, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah, if I want to do a thing, then, then I can get into a creative mindset. What do I need to learn? Who can help me? Yeah. I can ask for help or for whatever. And it's, it's a way of, that's the thing. Like now, now it makes absolutely sense. Hmm. I didn't put myself out there or didn't ask for anything because I was afraid I was being, I was going to be called an idiot or, or just like, Hey, you know, um, you're not good enough. I was like, Oh Yeah. You're not good enough. And then it's like, oh shit, I'm actually not good enough. What if that happened every day? Like, what if you were good at that? What if you were good at taking that punch? What if that didn't have its power anymore? The, the reason why I ask is there's a finality to the way you talk about it as if somebody said that and it was proven like I'm not good enough. There's just like, well, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. No, no, like, no, no, like, like that's, what I what I feel is like that was the the boy, you know, in your terms. But but now it's just like absolutely nonsense. Because if it happens, like okay, no, I want to understand what's making you either say that or or think of that this way, and from there I can 
take a choice and just like a step into, okay, I find another way. Or maybe I was absolutely fucking wrong. Mm. And I need to change my perspective on things. And and, and still move move forward. Not, yeah. not, not even like stay paralyzed. Yeah. The reason why I like that, what I'm what I'm sensing here is that there's a party, it's like I'm willing to go into this as long as I can't be proven that I'm not good enough. Well then we stay we're always gonna stay stuck. Because yeah. who's, who's, who's got it all together, really? There's Because we always have room to grow and we can always be our own worst critic. But if you know going in that you're vulnerable to that judgment, well, we don't have to take it personally. In fact, we might even seek it out. Why would yeah. I seek this out? Because it could help me improve. It doesn't have to be personal. Me not being good enough at XYZ doesn't mean I'm a jackass or I'm a terrible person or I'm a, yeah. you know, a piece of shit. So it, but it could mean, oh, I've got an opportunity to get even better at this thing. This is great information. Yeah. So there's a, a highly technical term for this process that you're talking about, where we go from worrying about what other, other people are going to think about us to engaging the process and getting good at it and eventually even enjoying it and having fun. And this technical term is getting over yourself. Very technical. <laughs> Very technical term. <laughs> but that's usually where we find that the fun and the creativity has been sucked out of whatever we're doing. When things feel narrow, when things feel really freaking serious, wait, we have to get it right. There's no room for error, all that kind of stuff. That's usually an indicator I'm taking myself too seriously. I'm not even really focused on the task at hand. Mm -hmm. I'm making this about me. Yeah. And so the skill is, you know, how can I relax this need to make it about me? And Don Miguel Ruiz talks about in the four agreements, one of the first ones is don't take anything personally. Another one is don't make assumptions, as in everybody around me is thinking I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. So if we know that going in, and we just start to relax that a bit or be playful with it. Okay, I'm probably going to worry about people, what people are thinking and saying. Okay, it comes up, I can relax it. Get back to focusing on what needs to happen here. And that's what I want to help you with right now is imagine being able to recognize that you've been focusing on yourself mm -hmm. and what others might think or say. What could you pivot to in that moment instead of worrying about your self-image and these imaginary judgments from others, or even if they send a comment, whatever it is, what would help you to pivot to instead? It's actually about the action itself, mm -hmm. right? And what I'm thinking of is just like this story of like this learning how to surf by yourself when you're like 18 or 19. And it's, it feels just like that. It feels, you know, you don't need to stand on the board and just like fucking rip it. <laughs> you just need to stand and see like, okay, what's the first thing that I, like tiny little thing that I need to do? Great. That's going to so, move me forward. Beautiful. Is there a specific challenge 
or situation in your daily life right now with maybe some of the work stuff that you've talked about where you've been in that paralysis. There's a thing you've been wanting to do, but you you haven't been doing it because of these fears that we're talking about. Is there a specific thing that comes to mind? So I, I've moved countries. So one of them was not really like um, either applying for jobs because I was just like, oh yeah, you know, I'm afraid of this. And, and the other one was... If I'm if I'm writing, I'm not asking these other people to not asking these other people for help. Okay. And I and I felt paralyzed and it, it was just like something really, really simple, I, I feel to to get over. Okay. So which one of those, or do you or maybe both, we could address both. What would be the simple actions that would get you out of paralysis? Just doing the thing. Just do the thing. Yeah. Do you know who you would reach out to to ask for help? Yeah. I Like I could come up with 10 more people at least. Like if I'm talking about like my, my, my writing thing and on, on the other side, also doing the thing of like uh, applying, it's not even hard because now I'm seeing it could lead to different opportunities. Mm-hmm. When do you want to do that thing? Right after our Coleman. Great. I would like to get, um, will you send me an email right after our call when you've done it? Confirming that you've done it. Yes. So I want to make an agreement that I'll get that today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This conversation has been absolutely eye-opening. And then you mentioned that there were probably 10 people that you could reach out to for help on this other challenge that you've got would you reach out to them via text or via email how would you contact them text text okay i have an idea and you can say no would you be willing to contact three of those people right now and ask for their help while i wait you have it's your choice but what i want to help you do is just pivot right into this action that you know already doing it already doing it okay i'll take a break while you do that Done. Excellent. No replies yet. What? <laughs> <laughs> they they haven't replied yet. It's 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 not about the or, it's not about the urgency, but I'm pretty sure like that it's it's gonna be a positive. It's okay. Great. What do you notice about your energy now than where you were, say, an hour ago? I'm having fun, man. I'm just <laughs> taking this as Hey, yo, this is what, what I'm doing now. And it's not about me. That's the thing that you said a while ago, right? It's, it's not about me. It's, hey, I have this. Do you want to help me or not? If you don't help me, it's not that I'm a terrible person. It's just mm-hmm. that you can or you don't, and it's absolutely your choice. Great. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. What, I loved, what I loved in there was I'm, I'm having fun, right? So think about how our brain can come up with crazy shit, which is here, there's my challenge. Oh no, I can't possibly do that. Cause what if X, Y, Z happens? We better, we better just sit here. And then my energy goes low and I start to feel bad about myself or whatever it is. I just kind of stew in my own stagnant pool of you know yeah. crap. Right. And then I engage my challenge. I get over myself. I engage my challenge. I think of the, the next step that would move the needle forward. I engage it 
and look what happens. I'm, I'm, now I'm feeling energized. I'm actually having fun. Our bottom line is our brains are terrible at forecasting what the experience will be like. It can only usually see the bad thing. Humans are terrible at forecasting. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I, I don't know if I want to let that, that part of me steer things. So it's like, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. What's really at risk here? Let me take, let me just bite off the smallest amount and then build on that versus I have to stay until it's completely safe or whatever this crazy fantasy is that our our fear-based brains want to come up with. The path to the aliveness that we want, the path to the freedom that we want, the path to the peace of mind, knowing that we have opportunities and we can engage them. Everything comes down to this. It's that willingness to engage these challenges. You know what? I, I also just noticed that through this conversation that it's totally okay not to have my shit figured out from the start. It doesn't have to be like the whole thing. You know, there are these small steps, one thing at a time, and from there we'll see, as you say. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that that's okay. I just got a reply saying, absolutely. Oh wow! <laughs> Congratulations. What's possible for you by adopting this shift? Right, remembering. I want you to count on your brain coming up with dangers and fears it, always. Like that's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. But the practice, the work, is to pivot out of that fantasy of fear and, oh my gosh, what if, into, okay, what's the smallest step I can take? What's the smallest experiment I can create? What's possible for you when you start to live your life this way, day after day after day? What do you see possible? Yeah, mainly now I'm, I'm just saying, like, what if I could help more people do, do what they, they're after? Hmm. What if my kid has more opportunities? Just like that, it, it, it's just like this. What, what, if it, what if something greater comes out of it? Hmm. You know, what I hear is like, I could focus on what could go wrong and actually believe that I wouldn't recover from that. There's a finality to it versus, yeah. all right, something, yeah, I might go a little sideways, but what do I want? What do I want more than trying to just avoid this discomfort. And then all of those opportunities are available to you if you're willing to engage them. Instead of, what do I got to do to just make sure nothing uncomfortable happens? What do I got to do to make sure that nothing risky happens? What do I got to do to make sure that nobody thinks I'm a moron? That's a tough way to live. So here's what I'm taking away, is that after our conversation, you're going to take care of this other work thing that, that we discussed. And knock yep. that out. And that you mentioned that there were, you reached out to three people here, but you mentioned that there were probably 10 total. Do you want to, do you, yeah, or more? I, do you want to? No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So follow uh, up with even if more I, people. If I wait, there's the chance of just like going back to the old, old yep. ways. Yeah. Okay. So better to just like crack it up now. Okay, great. So, the agreement that we can make is that you will follow through, follow up with me that, all right, you took these steps. And yes. then the process is rinse and repeat, right? I mean, 
where the coaching process comes in is having these conversations. Okay, what's the next thing needs to be done? Well, I'm, I'm scared to do X, Y, Z. Great, let's go do it. And then we just keep yeah. chunking away at it, right? So that's where that structure's in place so that we can't hide out and so that we have accountability and we just keep, you just keep working those steps over and over and over again. And that's what creates that transformation. That's what creates that lasting change, okay? But you're taking the first step here. It's beautiful, all right? Who else is going to take it? <laughs> Who else is going to take it if not me, right? Good, good. Okay, my friend. Well, I'll be on the lookout for your emails here and um, very excited to hear how this uh, continues to unfold for you. Uh, absolutely. Man, I, I, I immensely appreciate this. You're so welcome. It was so fun. So fun watching you make that shift. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm excited for your son too. Thank you. Yeah, that excites me the most. Imagine that. Imagine those two different fathers, right? The father that shrinks away from challenge and the father that learns to lean into it and guides his son to do that as well. Not to be perfect, but this is what we do. This is how we live life. We lean into our challenges. Man, this, this has been amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful, man. I absolutely appreciate you and your time and, and your help. It's, it's been great. Awesome. Awesome, man. Great. Well, I look forward to hearing from great. you. I'll, be, I'll get back to you in a few hours before I okay. go to bed. Okay, man. Take care, brother. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.